1: Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so. Large devices, small, or through all of our different social media platforms. Apparently we're now on the TikTok. Oh yeah, we are. And we have to... Uh Tell everybody about that new version of everything on social media. So John here, Hannah there, and this one is a fun one.
0: This one is a fun one.
1: Not that they're all not fun for like a triple negative, which would drive my mother, the English major, crazy.
0: Yeah, but this is a good podcast.
1: And, and uh, we have new friends.
0: We do. If you're watching on the video version, we have Crisp County, who uh-huh. was our game of the week last week. We're about to recap that one. That is true. So blue helmet, gold or yellow paw.
1: I'll let's go. Let's go gold. Let's go.
0: Let's go gold paw. Yeah, let's
1: go gold. Why okay. Not? And then you the other one. Our friends from Wheeler County, nice in Alamo, right here. Thanks to the uh, the family. It looks
0: like just like the Georgia Bulldog. But
1: you notice the difference.
0: There is a W. Correct. But it's the same <laughs> logo, but a W.
1: Man, it's a, it's a W right there at the uh, at the sternum, right there at Spiked the base. Red of the, collar. Yeah, at the base of the at the base of the dog collar. Wheeler County, the Wheeler County Bulldogs, our friends in Alamo,
0: red and black and white. Yep,
1: Coach Smith and uh, and uh, the boss, mm-hmm. uh, Brooke Smith, the the, uh, the coach's wife, come through. Thomas Smith, Brooke nice. Smith, came through with some stuff here. Great to add Wheeler County to the stacks. And so, what we would like I think to think you
0: should hit it a few more times I'll in case one. people can't hear it.
1: There, I'll hit, I'll hit, I'll hit crisp, <laughs> and then I'll hit, okay. I'll hit there. Okay. I, I've hit them both a couple times. But once again, if you would like to show off your school to the rest of the state. Uh, you can send it to us. You can reach out to us on social media. You reach out to Hannah on Twitter, on email. Reach out to me on Twitter, on email. And uh, we'll show it off here on the podcast. We'll show it off on Countdown to Kickoff. And we will, uh, once again, we want to show the state off to the rest of the state and show how much love there is for your community. So reach out to us however you want. And we'll, maybe we'll add yours, your add your helmet to the stacks. Yep. No, maybe. We will add your helmet to the stacks. Yeah. See, Get we can on the add, here. add one helmet. Or Ed, too. How about that?
0: All right. It's rivalry week here at GPB, Mm -hmm. and we've got Northside head coach Chad Alligood on, Warner Robins head coach Marquise Westbrook. They are going head-to-head. It's our GPB stream game of the week. Mm -hmm. We are talking to both of them, and my scoreboard is revenge games. Revenge. So that's all coming up, but let's take a quick look back. Speaking of Crisp County, at week one, it was AAA. Cougars Mm -hmm. versus 7A Westlake at the Lions' Den. Westlake was too much for the 3A team. They won it 47-7. to Offensively for the Lions, quarterback R.J. Johnson was 15 of 20, passing for 253 yards and three scores. His top targets were Jabari Jones and Ahmaud Butler. Running back Jaden Thomas was amazing, 100 yards from scrimmage, three touchdowns. Defensively, John, John Betts had four sacks. And on special teams, cornerback avion terrell talked a lot about him Mm -hmm. he had four punt returns for 184 yards won a 65 yard touchdown it was our play of the first half crisp on the other hand was held without a first down and wound up minus 65 yards rushing
1: dominant performance on the lines of scrimmage by Westlake in that one and they just have they are tall and they are they're tall they're thick they're large they take up a lot of space four quarterback sacks in the first quarter of uh, crisp it was a long night for crisp but once again crisp is always going to be a school that wants to challenge themselves here in season number one and you learn from games like this against westlake and you carry it forward and so uh, the, the lessons going back to Cordill in a very, very tough game for them going up against Westlake on Football Fridays in Georgia.
0: The first thing I noticed at the beginning of the game was how much bigger Westlake Size, was no doubt. than Crisp County.
1: Yep. And and also in our stream game last week, it was another dominant performance. Cedartown over Callaway, And the margin, I think, was a bit of a surprise. But Cedartown really put uh, the hammer down. I know that's Brooks County, but at the same time, Cedartown, Cedartown at home against Callaway. Big uh, result there as well for the Bulldogs, and it was great to have Globetrotter. I have the
0: same score?
1: Yeah. Same
0: but, score from our broadcast game to the stream game, 47-7.
1: How's that for Synergy? Hey. But yeah, Globetrotter Greg was in Cedartown for Cedar Town and Callaway, and we get to send him to Middle Georgia this week for Warner Robins and Northside. All nice. I'm going to say is Globetrotter Greg, get there early.
0: Yes. Get there early. If he can even find a parking spot.
1: That's what I'm saying. Get there early. Like, yeah. leave tomorrow leave yeah. tomorrow get there early. Yeah.
0: It's going to be it's going to be a good rivalry matchup that's coming up. All right, let's take a look at our scoreboard, the top 5 scores we were following on Friday in minor revenge games. Sure. So let's start by going from Savannah to Miami mm-hmm. for a border war, defending right. for a state champion Benedictine, was looking for revenge over Columbus. The Cadets were a Bit off a uh, bit more than they could chew, John. Christopher Columbus won 41-15. to 15.
1: It was tied at 7. Luke Cromenhoke uh, threw a touchdown pass for Benedictine, but then from there it was all Christopher Columbus uh, winning 41-15. Uh, so Christopher Columbus won in Savannah last year, and it was a chance for Danny Britton the cadets to try to, to even out that two-game series. But uh, Christopher Columbus gets the Duke, and uh, Benedictine lost last year 42-27, mm-hmm. but then they once again responded, won a state title. So we'll see what happens here. So... Uh, maybe there's synergy there if you're a fan maybe. of Benedictine and the cadets.
0: South Paulding was looking to avenge two losses in a row to Carrollton. It was a close one. Trojans won it 28-21.
1: Juju Lewis, one of the most talented freshmen that we have here in the state of Georgia on the day. 17-29 for 220-4. Big win for Joey King out of the blocks in Carrollton. South Paulding, once again, kept at bay. Seven points there, but Carrollton got the duke.
0: Walton knocked Brookwood out of the 7A playoffs last year, beat him again, 34-20.
1: And we got to catch up with Daniel Bruner on the postgame show. Mm-hmm. It was good to hear what he thought about uh, Brookwood. You know, were down 14-7 at one point, then they came back to put uh, 34 on the board. So big win for Walton there, and uh, we'll be talking about Brookwood a little bit here on the show too. Mm,
0: we sure will. Mm-hmm. In middle Georgia, Northside and Peach had a record of 2-2 two and two over the past four years. But Northside won the tiebreaker 35-7 on Friday. And
1: we'll catch up with head coach Chad Alligood to get his perspective on the game against Peach, what what you've learned for the first couple of games, and getting you ready for this big rivalry game coming up here this weekend.
0: Yeah, he really breaks down both sides of the ball. And last year, Washington County rallied back from a big fourth-quarter deficit against Swainsboro to win it. The Tigers did not let that happen again. 42 to nothing.
1: All Swainsboro in this one. Robert Edwards in his first season as a head coach there in Sandersville at the House of Pain. And obviously non-region schedule, you want to sit there and try to figure out where you are as a team with all graduations and new philosophies and things like that. So once again, we talk about lessons that you learn and losses in the non-region schedule. You want that to get you ready for region two, because that's once again, that's where you make your hay. Region play. So we'll see how everything continues for Waco and the Golden Hawks.
0: What did I leave off, John? What upsets did you see this Uh, Friday? Well,
1: I mean upsets. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to. I'm not going to. I'll talk uh, other things. Uh, We got upsets plus other stuff on the board. Lee County put up a big number against Tateville Charter. That one was 37 nothing. Rome puts up a big number as well. They won 49 nothing. That one was over early. Gainesville's now two and zero. Marist. We caught up with yes, head coach, coach Ellen Chadwick. Chadwick
0: Calling to the post game, you guys, you if you do not watch the post game, you have to. Yes, you have to because the beginning of the show started with Coach Chadwick's nose and his <gasps> just his nose and his <laughs> chin. And you could see the sweat dripping off of his face. That's how he was holding his phone calling into the post-game show.
1: Wow, okay. He
0: was literally had just finished the game, walking off the field. It's my favorite part of the show. Yes. Finished the game, walking on the field, and he was holding his phone so close to his face that you could... See his 5 o'clock shadow. Well, at that point, it was 11 11, p.m. shadow. 11 p.m. Eastern shadow. And the sweat dripping off of his face. It was hilarious.
1: Well, that and you've got uh, Bainbridge knocking off coffee, what a lot of folks in South Georgia thought was going to be the game of the week in South Georgia. Bainbridge beats coffee by the score of 24-21. So there's that one. You've got, uh, yeah, a lot of folks thought that Cedartown and Callaway mm-hmm. with the margin of victory being yeah. 40 points was a big one. You've got Lumpkin County 2-0 and under Heath Webb, the former coach at Gainesville. You've got uh, R. Murchie uh, doing well. Ace Charter under Keith Hatchers 2-0 and after their win over GMC Prep, who is 0-2 out of the blocks after uh, their loss to Wheeler County and then they lose to, to Ace Charter. Druid Hills. Hmm. Ends a 12-game losing streak with a 21-20 win over McNair. So nice. congratulations to congratulations, the Red Devils.
0: Congratulations,
1: guys. Uh, well done by the Red Devils getting a win there. Gilmer under Paul standards, 2-0 and for the first time since 2014. And Portal had a 17-game losing streak snapped at the York Russell Classic. They beat Twiggs County. So Portal is back on the winning side of the ledger, too.
0: Cawood County, their game got called early due to weather. They yes. won twenty nine to nothing over Stockbridge. And, that is true. And Sean Calhoun, mm-hmm. MVP of the week, not only <laughs> was our guest on the podcast, but also called into the post game show uh-huh. and, and broke down the whole game
1: for us. That was good stuff. And uh, once again, you can go to your favorite podcatcher, catch up with all of our past episodes. Go to the YouTube channel here at GPB Sports and see the video version. But yeah, Sean Calhoun was across. All the All the <laughs> all platforms, platforms it that there was. was all Sean Calhoun <laughs> Might and Might as well put them on the TikTok. All the time. Well, <laughs> hey, maybe, the, maybe they'll know how to do the TikToks down in Moultrie. Oh,
0: I'm sure they do. And
1: uh, get Sean yeah. to to be a part of things but no it was great to catch up with Sean all week long in a bunch of different ways here at GPB and uh, I guess we're going to be doing the same thing with uh, the red school and the blue school around Georgia 247 this week
0: yes we are so our football Friday and Georgia game of the week is Brookwood at Collins Hill we're going to preview that one at the end of the show but first mm-hmm. our second screen experience second screen our experience. web game our streaming game yep. is Northside versus Warner Robins we get to catch up with both head coaches to talk about this huge matchup Let's start with head coach Chad Alligood.
1: Chad, we know it's a busy week, and thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Let's go backward before we go forward here a little bit. Some of your takeaways from the the win on the uh, the previous week.
2: Uh, How hard we played. uh, We stressed all week long. You know, if we just play hard, good things will happen. And I thought our effort was tremendous. And uh, on offense, we took care of the ball. And on defense, we didn't give up the big play. And so, you know, you do those three things, good things will happen.
0: It was a big win. Peach County 35 to 7. Offensively, you had 468 total yards. Quarterback Damian D passed for 217 yards. Couple scores by Michael McClendon and EJ Riley. That was offensively. Then defensively, you held Peach to just 61 yards rushing. Jamari Shines, two tackles, defensive TD. Cornerback um, Tucker, one interception. Michael Roberts, five tackles, one tackle for loss. So <laughs> huge game on both sides of the ball. Break it down for me.
2: It was, uh, you know, our our game plan going in to Peach was to not let them run the ball to make them put it in the air. And I felt like defensively we were able to do that in our DBs. You know, we had two picks. We should have had a couple more. We dropped some easy ones. And so defensively it kind of played right in, in, into our hands. And then offensively, uh, I'm glad people finally got to see our quarterback Damian D what I get to see every day at practice he is a true dual threat guy and uh he went out there and made some plays in the passing game and had some huge runs for us and so uh we went out there and the Northside formula worked and uh we got to continue to do that
1: So then let me ask you this uh, when it comes to our recruiting 2022 show we always have the segment at the end about make that kid an offer. with Who are we nominating, Damien? That's, that's what I'm asking. Are we are we nominating and saying make that kid an offer or make that kid a better offer? Make Damien D
2: an offer. Uh, yes. He is a true leader. Uh, great grades. Uh, does a great job in running and throwing the football. And uh, he's just an all around great quarterback and fits what we do. So make that kid an offer.
1: There you go.
0: I'm looking it up. Does he have any offers?
2: No, he does okay. not.
0: Okay
1: see this is this is why we have right, these kinds of all right we're gonna let him know all right so right now with the the uh, the schedule and what you've been able to do so far i guess grade your grade your three phases on one to ten where do you think you are right now
2: i think we're in about a five in all three uh because i think there's so much room for improvement um you know I, I i think we showed a lot of improvement from week one to week two but it, you know it'll never get to a ten that's where we'll want it to be but um I think we still got a long way to go in all three phases. So I think we're all sitting at a five in all three of them.
0: All right. Well, you got another big week to prepare for. Rivalry matchup against Warner Robbins on your home turf. What are we calling this rivalry?
2: Does it have it's an official name? It's just the game. <laughs> There's you no know, special name. It. That's it. That's it. It's just the game. It's the one that everybody wants to come and watch. Everybody wishes they could be a part of, you know, Hoko or Perry could be playing at home and their fans are still going to come watch <laughs> Northside and Warner Robins play. That's just the way it is. That's the game around here. And, um, you know, I, I, I've been fortunate. I think this is number 19 for me. And uh, it, it, each time, you know, you get to this game, it, you know, you just feel that little sense of uh, specialness because you are a part of a game that's this big and means so much to so many people.
1: So if this is 19, what do you remember about number one? Oh,
2: good question. Number one, easy. 1999, we were ranked number one, and Warner Robins was ranked number two. Uh, It was the last game of the year. We were playing for the region championship, and uh, Willie Reed, Reed takes the opening play. For Warner Robbins for a score, they kick off to us, and stuck, Stuckey takes the number one play for us and scores. <laughs> and so we, we start over with about 11 minutes left to go in, in the game, <laughs> in the first quarter, and uh, we wind up winning the game. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never forget not being from here, and that was my first one driving up at 6 o'clock for warm-ups, and the stadium was already full. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so um, it, it's just a special game.
0: Okay, well, that was your first one, and it sounds like a pretty memorable time. Yeah. Is there another favorite moment from this game? Anytime
2: you beat Warner Robins. <laughs> all, all, all of okay, them are is good. there one that
0: was <laughs> the best one? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the one that felt
0: the best.
2: Uh, Probably my first one as offensive coordinator in 2010, you know, coming to call the plays. I think we won 28 to nothing. And, nice. Um, Love you a Coming And that or something like that. I know we scored 28 and won the game. And I remember that one just because being the, you know, the shot caller on offense and being able to score some points. And so that one sticks out.
1: When you, when you go to the MAC for, for a game like this, and I'm going to invoke the name of a dear friend, Mike Davis. Yes. Mike was the longtime play-by-play voice of Northside, but he was also the fire marshal in the county at times. So Mike was the most important guy (laughs) there, and he's in the broadcast booth at the same time because he's the one who can determine how many folks can actually get in.
2: I think Mike would cover his eyes and say, (laughs) I really don't see all these people, um, you know, (laughs) But uh, Mike was special to this program, special to this whole community. The press box at the Mac is named after him now, and uh, Mike just meant a lot to a lot of people.
1: Yeah, and so I've, I've, there've been twelve thousand easy. I've heard that there were games in the past where it's eighteen thousand, yep. where you wow. can't move, and the tailgating is across the street and it's in the parking lot. So basically, uh, you know, Chad, what you're saying is if you don't have your ticket now, then you're in trouble.
2: Oh, yeah, you're in trouble. You know, it'll uh, fill up quick and people will get there early to make sure they have a seat. And both schools, everybody's class reunion is built around this weekend. (laughs) So there will be, you know, seven or eight class reunions going on on both sides of us and them on both sides of the stadium. It's, you know, this is the game. Everybody wants to know when the weekend is, a year out. So, really, both schools planned all the class reunions around this game. And so, um, you have a lot of alumni that come back, and this is the only game they see. And so, um, you just want to go out there and put on a show for them.
0: Well, if somehow you cannot get a ticket, we are streaming it on GPB, so that is exciting. Everyone Here's can Hannah watch with it the subtle
1: plug. on the GPB <laughs> Sports app
0: or gpb.org sports. Hey, I'm excited about streaming them. Oh, We're going to do check-ins big. with your game all broadcast long.
2: That'll be great. We're excited to have y'all down here, you know, excited for the whole state to be able to see what this game is all about.
1: When you look at Warner Robins and with what coach Westbrook have been able to accomplish the last handful of seasons, when you when you look on the south side of Georgia 247, what do you see with that program?
2: Right now they're just playing with a bunch of confidence. You know, they're just, you know, you've played in five straight state championship games. You know, the rosters have turned over and they're still playing with confidence. And uh, you know, when Somehow you got to find a way to knock that confidence from them. Uh, very well coached, you know. In my mind, they have the best player in the state of Georgia, you know, on the D line in Burley, and so Ooh. you got to have a plan with him. And uh, so, um, you know, we've got to find a way to match that confidence, and you know, and throw a blow early. And uh, because they are playing, you know, they have on the rivalry the last five years, and uh, you know, when this thing goes and ebbs and flows, and so we have to be ready to play just because of the confidence they're playing with.
0: What are your keys to the game this Friday?
2: The keys are going to be defensively, we cannot give up a big score. That's it. You know, we have to make them drive the ball. And offensively, we have to hold on to the ball and drive it. You know, that's what we did at Peach. We had 10, 11, 12 play drives. We're eating clock and, you know, driving the ball and keeping the opponent's offense off the field. We have to be able to do that then on top of those two, we have to be the best in special teams. If we'll do that, I think we'll be fine. But also, too, in this game, the game really doesn't start till the first three minutes of the game are over with. Pre-game speeches have worn off. The crowd's worn off. All the excitement's worn off. The pep rally. So the game's going to start about minute number nine uh, uh, of the first quarter. Everybody <laughs> settles in, and you just play the game from there on out. So it's really just weathering the storm of the first three minutes of a game like this till. Everybody gets settled
1: in. So my last question for you is when you have someone like a Vic Burley, who last time I checked is still a tall drink of water and one of the most yep. imposing forces here in the state, do you challenge him directly or is it you know, working your way around someone that is that kind of a titanic force? Is it nose to nose? Is it, it double teaming? Is it trying to figure out how to work your way around him or, or do you try to, to sit there and challenge him nose to nose? How do you go after a guy like that?
2: You better have a plan for him. You better know where he's at, and you better have a plan of attack because he can wreak havoc. And uh, there's no sense in just sitting there beating your head against a wall. You know, there are times we will attack him, but you just have to have a plan. And uh, I I think if you go against a guy like Vic and you just say, well, he's just like any other player, then you're going to be – Disappointed. you have to have a plan for him because he's that good and can disrupt you and so uh, we'll know where Vic's at I promise <laughs>
0: <laughs> and my last question for you when it comes to a big game we're just calling this the game it's not capital a, T no, capital G <laughs> just the game there you go when it comes to something like this um is there like a pre-game speech is there an extra Hurrah. Like, what do you do to get the team fired up for a game like this? This will
2: be the easiest week to get the guys up to practice and for the game. You don't have to say much. This game means so much to everybody. They know the importance. Literally, today will be the best Monday practice we've had. Tuesday will nice. be the best Tuesday. Wednesday will be the best Wednesday just because of they know the importance. And, uh, you know, just remember something Coach Nick used to always tell us coaching for him. And this game right here, you got to live with it the rest of your life because you're going to see these people the rest of your life. You know, we play North Cobb in three weeks. We're never going to see the people from North Cobb again after we play. But you're going to see the people from Warner Robins every single day the rest of your life, so you better take care of business in this one.
1: See, now, I, I heard it in your voice, and I heard it in Conrad Nix's voice when you <laughs> when you were saying that.
0: I felt that. I felt that. I'm ready to go to practice, Coach. I'm ready.
2: <laughs> well, and, and to speak of Coach Nix, uh, he's been around the last – couple weeks and he still loves this program and believe you me, he's probably going to call me every single day. He's going to be up here this week. He sent me a text Saturday. I mean, this game still gets him fired up and he hadn't coached in 13 years. And so uh, that's how much this game means to a lot of people.
1: Well, Chad, thanks for hanging out with us here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast and, and pulling back the curtain from the, uh, the north side of Georgia 247 for this game that's going to be at McConnell-Talbert Stadium this weekend. Looking forward to showing it off to the rest of the state with our uh, second screen experience. Looking forward to seeing this game with uh, the Red School and the Blue School there in Warner Robins.
2: Thanks, John. Thanks, Hannah. I appreciate it all y'all do for high school football.
1: One coach down, one to go, and I think we rescued the second coach from lunchroom duty. It's time to catch up with Warner Robbins, head coach Marquise Westbrook, who has been in the last game of the year for a lot of years running.
0: Hey, Coach Westbrook, calling in from the cafeteria on lunch duty. <laughs> I'm just joking. Avoiding lunch duty. Avoiding lunch duty. You had the week off after falling to Lee County 26-10. to 10. The Trojans held your team to 80 yards rushing how were they able to stop the run game and what did you work on this off week?
3: Well, I, because I had talk to uh, coach Fabrizio and his, his uh, his football team and they, they got a really good football team and they got guys who play physical. And uh, I, I just have to admit that they outplayed us and uh, they, they got after us up front a little bit. And, you know, we had some miscues and, you know, those first game jitters, we got behind the sticks, and they couldn't recover a little bit, but our guys, you know, we kept our head up. We're going to keep grinding and, and to get better, man. We're just going to try to make sure we don't have those same type of mistakes uh, that we had in the first game and, and try to uh, eliminate the mental mistakes and also just be a little bit more physical.
1: And so you go from first game jitters with a, a game against another heavyweight in Lee County to a different kind of game jitters. Now, now, the first, this is, the I guess, the question to the floor. Does the game have an official name we're attached to, to it? We're trying to get
0: to the bottom of it.
3: <laughs> well, people go back and forth about it, and uh, it depends on what side you you, you live on. It's the Warner Robins North Side game, so <laughs> it's not an official like showdown classic or anything. Okay. But that's just, you know, that's, uh, that's what it is. Okay.
1: Maybe
0: we need to come up with a name. Well, I, I, John I, has I, his
1: own name. I always call it the Battle of Georgia 247 because oh, yeah. <laughs> 247 splits it, and it's like 247 North is the Blue School, and everything South is, is you guys. Yes, but but uh, Chad, who was on before you, basically just calls it The Game. Capital T, game. capital G. The Game.
0: That's it. Yeah. So
1: yeah. we may just go with that as the official title, as The Game, because of what it means to uh, not just to to middle Georgia, but to high school football in general. So are we going to settle on The Game, capital T, capital G, for this?
3: That is it, man, because that's the game. I mean, everybody who lives here in 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 uh in the Warren Robinson and the in the surrounding county, they know this is the game that you know that's going to be talked about the most and uh watched the most and you know attended hopefully the most and uh it's the one you the seniors they live for so the game is it has a has a good ring to it yeah
0: for those who don't know, you guys share a stadium, but you will be the away team this year. Describe a game at the mac for us.
3: Oh man, it's uh it's like no other. I, I tell the kids I'm jealous of 'em because I grew up in, in, in Cordill. You know, we had a smaller stadium and, you know, it, we can, you know, pack in four thousand on each side in that stadium stadium and uh, you know, it's split in half. You know, you got one side with blue and one side with red and you know, sometimes you stand in room only, sometimes in, on the hills and everything. And it's it's like electric. It's it's the type of atmosphere that you wish you had every week. But it's just, you know, everybody comes back for that. Game. All the kids who are in college and all the, the, the adults who play there, and it's, it's, it's an electric atmosphere.
1: So then let me ask you this. You've been through the game, capital T, capital G, a couple of cycles. What was your first experience in the game?
3: Oh, My first one. Oh, boy, as a coach, I guess uh, it wasn't a good one. You know, my, when I, we first got here at Warner Robinson. Uh, I came along with uh, Coach uh, Mike Chastain, mm-hmm. and we was in 16, and we got throttled. I mean, I mean it, we got something pretty bad over there. It was a 55-3 to game. They were really good. And, you know, they had Tobias Oliver at quarterback, and uh, big running backs, and a huge offensive line. And we had, you know, just starting a new staff over here at Warner Robinson and they put it on us pretty good. And uh, that was my first taste as a coach of the game. And, uh, and you know, I'll never forget it. It was, uh, it was, you know, we had a young team, and you know, a couple of seniors that played a couple, you know, snaps years before. But other than that, um, it, it was one of those games where you wish it was a little bit over before it was well, over.
0: <laughs> that was your first memory of it. What, what's your favorite memory of of the game?
3: Well, you know what? I, I think it was that following year. That following year where our kids, they started to believe, you know, that they could win because this is a rivalry that goes back to, like, early 60s, and, you know, it swings back and forth. And, our, you know, we had lost a few before that. And uh, I think it was around, you know, mid-first quarter, you know, the kids come up the sideline, and I was coaching defense, and they, they were like, man, we got these boys, you know. And, and they had a full confidence that they were going to win the game. And last year didn't matter. The previous years didn't matter. And those seniors that year, they, they took it upon themselves to say, we're not going out with a loss. And they continued to fight, and and, and, and we grinded out a win that, next, that year in 17.
1: So then what has it been like the last, say, 1,800 days – where Warner Robins has been dominant over Northside in this series. What are the conversations like when you get to to go out on a Saturday morning and, you know, go grab breakfast or, or brunch or something? What are the conversations like over these last handful of years where it's been the red school over the blue school?
3: Well, you know, uh, people do talk about it. And, you know, it's it's a big thing. But uh, we we try our best not to be complacent because we know that all those days and all that stuff doesn't matter once that ball is snapped and once it's kicked off. That can, that can end right there if we're not careful. But uh, people do talk about them in town and, you know, people in the job take it easy on those this year coach. you know. But uh, <laughs> I, I know better than that. I know better than that. I remember 2016. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be you. a fun atmosphere, yes.
0: Well, when it comes to this Friday, what are your keys to the game?
3: Uh again like I said, uh we're going to have to make sure we play smart when I take care of the football and make sure that we don't put ourselves in uh negative yard plays early on in the early down. And we got to make sure we take advantage of turnovers. Uh we got to play big on defense and uh and just like I said, call turnovers.
1: So as you continue to, you know, go through this particular season, let me ask you this how many coaches on the staff were at the North side peach game scouting, or did you give mm-hmm. yourselves a quote unquote Friday off with an off week?
3: Well, we had a few there. I would say that we had, <laughs> we had a few there. And, uh, some guys were uh, at different places here in town. So we had a couple of guys over there watching some guys here, watching town, some teams that we play here in town. So, uh, it's, it's going to be exciting. And, uh, We've seen them on film and we've seen them in person and uh I know they're gonna give us a really good day.
0: Even though it's been dom- you guys have been more dominant, it's been a little lopsided in, in the recent years, what's this week like for your team? Do you have a pregame ritual for this one? What are what is the atmosphere like around Warner Robbins?
3: Well, we're gonna I mean, over here in our camp we're gonna try to keep everything. Like, you know, I, I don't wanna do anything that's gonna be, you know, too outgoing, you know, our kids, they know that this one means a whole lot to, you know, everybody in the household, uncles and dads and everything, so we really try to push that on the kids and, you know, um, uh, we we got a spirit week going on at the school, of course, every time we play uh, the game, it's always a spirit week surrounding that to try to get the, the fanfare up, And but our kids, they get excited about it, but we keep preaching that, you know, the real show starts at 7.30. And uh, we're going to try to make sure that we, we, uh, we put on a good show.
1: How do you keep it from getting too overly emotional? Because I know that there's the game plan and then it getting ready for the game in and of itself. How do you try to keep the, the, the athletes and the coaches and everybody around it on as even a keel as possible, knowing that that's almost an impossibility on a week like this?
3: Well, I think our preparation, that, that plays a whole bunch. A whole you know I would say our preparation will prepare us for that for those moments in the game to where um you know we don't get overwhelmed, you know if we put ourselves in negative situations at practice, if we put ourselves in those adverse situations, then it won't be so unfamiliar, and then just leading up to the ball game we we try to make sure that we uh fellow man. it's a build-up. It's not at 5.30. We can't get too hyped up early on at the pep rally. We just got to make sure that right at 7.30, man, we got to focus all our energy on being together and being one right there. So we try to combat that with that mindset.
0: My last question for you. You have one of the best players in the state on your defense. You're loaded on offense. Take a moment to brag on some of your playmakers.
3: Oh, man. Uh, The one you mentioned first, uh, Victor Burley. Uh he is a blessing. He is a true blessing to have. He's a physical specimen where he plays hard but more than uh, more than now so than ever. He's he's more vocal. He's coaching on the field and he makes our players so uh up front with him. We have another kid in St. Smith who's also getting a look uh, recruiting wise, um, outside. On the offensive side of the ball, Cam Flowers is a kid who's been, you know, dynamic and scores touchdowns for us. And we got a new quarterback in Chase Breeze. And uh, uh can't forget about Mr. Malcolm Brown mm-hmm. uh, in the backfield. He is electric. And uh, once he gets loose, it's, it's hard to contain him. Um, oh, man. Uh, Elijah Antonio, he's a kid who's been playing a bunch of snaps for us on defense. And uh, he's electric. Fast turns. I can just go on and on just naming all the guys. Um, who am I leaving out? I don't wanna leave anybody out. But yeah, that's the core of our guys and uh and even up front, I forgot I got about my big guys. You know, we got uh Nick Reeves who's playing a, a bunch of snaps last year and played this year up front and E J Carter, those guys they took the load for us on the offensive line. And uh they're going to have their work cut out for us, and as they go, we'll go this, this
1: Friday. All right, so you've been bragging on some of your players. Last question for you before you have to uh, head to class, and you, you turn into a uh, an academic pumpkin for us. <laughs> you have to head back to class. Uh, on the end of the recruiting show, Recruiting 2022, with Hannah, Matt, and myself, we have the segment where we call Make That Kid an Offer. And you had a running back last season that you know, going into the championship game really wasn't getting a whole lot of looks and then things exploded after his performance at Georgia State. Is there a player for you right now this year off the top of your head where you would sit there and say, make that kid an offer or make that kid a better offer than what is currently on the table?
3: Uh, I would have to say Cam Flowers. He's a junior this year. Uh, he's got dynamic playmaking ability. Like I said, man outside, uh, he's, he's a hard cover. And then he comes. He can come over and play some defense for us, also. He's he's one of those kids where you can put him on the field and he's going to produce. So he's the one that just stopped, you know pops in my head right now.
1: And we know that that list will continue to grow. Coach, thanks for hanging out with us to to let everybody know the the uh, south of two forty seven perspective for the game capital T capital G Northside and Warner Robbins this week. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast.
3: Yes, sir. I appreciate you
1: having me on.
0: How do we get that to stick for years and years to come? Well, and and it started here on the did. podcast. Harvard, the game.
1: Harvard Yale is the version <laughs> in college football of capital T capital G. Maybe maybe
0: maybe.
1: You know, yeah there there are these things called t-shirts.
0: Ooh. Let's make them. Who do I who do we Sandy?
1: Yeah. Commander Sandy, who do we discuss when it comes... And then,
0: and then she's pointing to <laughs> our boss, Gurky uh, Conveniently, he's right here. Oh, so. hey, buddy. I S- see him there. Sports director He was Kevin just giving Gerke. me a hard time about money, so yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> so that means kids. we have money for t-shirts then.
1: Marketing yes? opportunities.
0: Is that a nod? I think I see a That's nod. a
1: north-south nod, I think. <laughs> so, looking Good forward stuff. to it. But yes, capital T, capital G, the game. All right. In, uh, T-shirts,
0: with, TVD. Yes. I can't see his facial expression, but...
1: that's well, because he's behind the glass. I'm sure
0: it's a smile. Yes. All right, our game of the week, week two, Brookwood at Collins Hill. John, you will be on the sidelines. That is true. What are you looking for in this one? Ooh. Oh,
1: this one's going to be fun. I mean, you have Collins Hill as a defending champ, and you've got, uh, you know, they after they won their first game of the year, they were off, so they've had a week to prepare for Brookwood. Brookwood, we've mentioned what uh, the Brookwood Broncos... Have had to uh, had to deal with last week with Walton beating them. So Coach Jones and the Broncos looking to rebound after the loss to Brookwood. Collins Hills had some time to to kind of analyze and heal up a little bit. And I can guarantee you, much like the discussion that we were having with uh, Coach Westbrook about, hey, you know, mate, did you did you send some coaches to kind of you know maybe you know, look at uh, look at the matchup? It wouldn't surprise me if you had some of the Collins Hill coaching staff keeping an eye on Walton and Brookwood, but. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Dylan Lonergan, mm-hmm. uh, the head, the uh, the quarterback for Brookwood, and see how Collins Hill responds to being a defending champ, knowing that everyone is going to want to knock them off of their perch here in 22.
0: Should be a great game, John. Looking forward to it. Oh, of course.
1: As you sit here, you're giggling. You're making me giggle now. You're just looking forward to everything. You're just having fun.
0: Week two, you know, it's, it's tough because week zero is you're trying to get back into the football season. Mm-hmm. It's just really whiplash with going from the summer trying uh-huh. to get into the season and then week but it's one still
1: summer by the way
0: well yeah yeah yeah, but you know what I mean like 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 school like school summer like summer break okay and then, and then you get to week zero and then week one you're getting your groove well this week we've got our groove week yes. two got our groove setting in for the rest of the season and and we're everything's going great
1: yeah recruiting 2022 is your lead off at seven o'clock on GPB, GPB.org and the gpb sports app with uh, Matt Hannah and myself, and then at 7.30 on the network, it is Brookwood-Collins Hill. Then your second screen at gpb.org is The Game, capital T, capital G, Northside Warner Robbins. Really looking forward to seeing how many folks are there at the MAC for this one. It is going to be everyone. Everyone's going to be there, bottom line. Everyone in middle Georgia is just going to be at this game.
0: Before we let you go, we're going to do our quick staff whip around. The
1: staff whip around.
0: Lassiter won. Beat Beeler six Did I say Beeler
1: you said beeler Who, who'd you play
0: wheeler wheeler beat Beeler wheeler you 16 beat, to 10 to go okay. one and one on the year okay. Lakeside John
1: all right so what it, but see now I got conflicting information you were wrong on the air I was wrong you you said that Lakeside Atlanta lost to Northview they did not they beat Northview 30 to six so Morris Starr gets the Duke we beat Northview
0: oh I didn't even give coach star cred on the air yeah I'm sorry, Coach Starr.
1: Yes. So a uh, Decatur, Commander Sandy. The uh, Decatur Bulldogs knocked off Wesleyan by the score of thirty twenty eight.
2: Yes, last uh, last minute field goal. So a good win for Excellent.
1: them. Excellent special teams. We like special teams wins. That's good Lakeside stuff.
2: Lakeside two and zero. Can we just pause for a moment? Take think to, think re- to take a When's moment. When's the last of time they were silence.
0: two and
1: zero? That's a good question, and it's been a while. So uh, kudos to Morris Star and the Lakeside Vikings for being a two and zero right now. So
0: Parkview also two and zero. Yeah, Parkview.
1: So what did Parkview do? Hey,
0: that's that's Jake School.
1: Right. Parkview. As I They're look next. through the. Parkview beat Shiloh 20 to 8. Nice. So, so Parkview gets the hey, win Parkview there. Parkview good this year. Yes. And so.
2: Loss of the week, unfortunately, Central Macon. Ah, uh, James, James Central Macon. So, womp, all right. So, what happened womp. with
1: Central Macon? Who did Central Macon play? Uh, Howard. Oh, okay. So, it was a local. So, Howard beat Central Macon 46 19. So, the Chargers of Central Macon lose by 27 to Howard. So, it was. Uh, a a making area matchup with with those two. So
0: Hey, we've got a few more people in the control room this week though. True, but We've the, got intern Steven. Okay. Does he have a Does an Atlanta Steven school? Does intern Steven have
1: a school? Where
0: did you go, Steven? Oh, Centennial.
1: Centennial the Ooh, Knights. Okay, okay. So we know they exist. So, let's they take a look. They lost to Roswell 35-14. Okay. So, uh, oh okay. Uh, yeah, because Centennial's been having hard times the last handful of years. Yes.
2: And, and, the and boss man. Gierke, boss, man. Well,
1: boss man is San Diego. So we would have to go to the CIF. But who, actually, to try to Maryland.
2: Out. He he went to Oh, daughter his daughter went to Wheeler. Ah, okay. Okay, so the so Wheeler, his Wheeler Wildcats. Is Wheeler.
1: So Wheeler Wildcats. What did the Wheeler Wildcats do? They I've got
0: it. Oh, well, obviously they oh, lost Lassiter. to last Right. <laughs> okay. Actually Beeler is what yeah, we're Beeler. calling them this week. Yeah, so there we go. All right. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. So so it's all goes. fun and games.
1: Yes. So that that we're gonna keep that tally for all cool. the all this season. So
0: far? Somehow you're winning, and you know what I credit it to
1: your interview with Morris Start, DeKalb <laughs> County Media yes, Days. I see yes, how this works. Yes, yes. yes, but no. Once again, uh, before we go, yeah. we've you know we mentioned the games that we're going to be having this week, and we're really looking forward to showing off Middle Georgia with the game, the game, capital T, capital G. But once again, thanks to Brook Smith and Thomas Smith, the dynamic duo at Wheeler County, for for giving us the the Wheeler County helmet to add to the stacks. And for everybody at Crisp, Crisp for adding this. But before I go, and I'm gonna dip below the uh the, the, oh the line here. Oh
0: boy. Yep. Yeah. John reaches down into his wrapper. John reaches rabbit down hat.
1: into his bag.
0: More swag! More swag. Nice! More swag for uh, Hannah.
1: More swag for Hannah.
0: I think you and I could both fit in this shirt together. Courtesy John. of Wheeler
1: <laughs> County football.
0: Awesome. So once okay. Again, you have to describe it for people who aren't watching. It
1: is it is the dress La- it black is the shirt. Dre- it is the dress black bulldog t It says T-shirt. Wheeler County
0: Football with the logo on bulldog the logo on the front.
1: On the back they have their slogan. On the back it says slogan. practice
0: like a champion and then the practice is outlined the ACT act and practice is outlined. So, so
1: there you go. So act like a champion/practice oh. like a champion. So once again, Hannah nice. continues to add Thanks, to her John. She gets to I need add to her. Well, we figured with everything that uh, you know that you're very, very active at home. You I need am. all of the workout mm-hmm. shirts that are humanly possible. But no, yes. once again, thanks to, to Brooke Smith and head coach Thomas Smith at Wheeler County for A the helmet. And be for the next T-shirt in Hannah's collection.
0: Yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right, Count on to Kickoff. For more on Warner Robins Northside, watch Count On to Kickoff, mm-hmm. Facebook Live, noon, Thursday. We'll see you there. We'll see you in the comments. Talk to us. We want to hear your questions. What's for lunch? What's for lunch? Follow us. Um, social media, at GBB Sports and TikTok. Our challenge is doing amazing.
1: Okay. Um, I don't know how to gauge the TikTok, so you're, I'm, I'm trusting you here.
0: It's it's blown up. We had like almost a thousand people vote and we're airing the TikTok winners on halftime. Right. And Chris County won last yes, week. They did. And the week before that. Roswell won?
1: I think, no, 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 yeah. no.
0: Sandy. Denmark. Denmark, <laughs> Denmark won. Denmark the fr- won okay. the first one. So okay. it's going really well. Okay. So submit your videos, go vote on the video you like the so most. So the visiting for teams won
1: both the TikToks.
0: Hmm. Well, Maybe Brook. Okay. Maybe Brookwood needs to needs to get on it.
1: Brookwood, where are you at? All right, wrap it up, John. That is a show. So once again, very very busy week here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Hey, you're
0: and, solo next week. Tell everybody that
1: is true. I'm solo next week because there's a a a, a, a holiday on Monday, but right. I'm still gonna. Figure out what I'm going to talk about. You're the about. only
0: one keeping the ship afloat.
1: And so, so yeah, I will keep the, the ship afloat next week and uh, go Han Solo here while uh, we're not even going to have Cardboard Hannah next week. It's just going to be me. But uh, we'll, we'll come up with a topic. We'll have some fun, get some guests, and really make the tour next week. So for everybody here at Georgia Public Broadcasting, very, very busy week across all the platforms. Like Friend, be a part of the conversation all week long, all season long, all year long for everybody behind the glass it's commander sandy it's king james it's jake the snake and uh commander kevin also big boss kevin is back there behind the glass for hannah i'm just john played safe everybody enjoy your game